Apologies to anybody listening to today's episode that is not from the great state of Massachusetts. I got none other than Elijah Bovin on the show today, who is killing it with his TikToks that highlight the stereotypes of what life is like in Massachusetts. And by killing it, I literally mean he's doing TikToks for Dunkin' Donuts and other uh, Massachusetts-founded brands, and I hope he works his way up to things like the Boston Celtics or the New England Patriots. All of that in the last maybe 20 minutes of the episode. But a cool thing is is that Elijah actually was a supporting role in my first feature film made 10 years ago, The Station. That's how him and I met. I knew his sister throughout middle school and high school, but his sister pretty much told me, hey, uh, my little brother wants to act. Can he come by and audition? And the rest is history. Elijah's a really talented dude. It shows in his creative endeavors, and it also shows in his TikToks. I am obsessed with them. I watch them daily. I re-watch them, as a matter of fact. I've seen a lot of his videos multiple times. Uh, His link to his TikTok page is in the show notes. And away we... Oh, wait. No, 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 no. I almost forgot. Just because I'm in the thick of it, and I need to talk about it before every episode now... If you are interested in advertising on Tyler Geis's basement, feel free to drop me an email at tylergeisbasement at gmail.com. That is Tyler Geis, like my name, basement, like a basement at a house, at gmail.com. Uh, there we can bounce back ideas and talk via email about how to get your business plugged on the podcast. I can get on here and talk about everything you want about your business for a reasonable monthly fee. So once again, if you are interested in getting your product or business advertised on Tyler Geis's basement, feel free to reach me. It's actually me replying to you at tylergeisbasement at gmail.com. And one more order of business. As you know, I plugged it last week, and I talked about it a little bit on social media. Hot Genre Topics on Instagram Live. A bi-weekly live show on Instagram. If you follow me or Generic C, we're the two hosts of Hot Genre Topics. We're going to get on there and fulfill all your horror needs and talk everything about the horror movies and shows that are out for you to watch. And uh, while we're doing that, we are going to get extremely fucked up and taste some really bad hot sauce. And by bad, I mean it's bad for you. Like it's going to burn your damn tongue out. I'm sorry I have to swear during this plug, but I think it's the only way to really pull you guys in to watch it. If I let you know how fucking hot this hot sauce is going to be that we're trying. We try a new brand of hot sauce every episode, so that's bi-weekly and it starts... This coming Sunday, October 2nd, our first episode is dropping. So come join us, hang out with us, ask us a question in the comments section, and we'll answer it if we're able to actually form words because our mouth is so on fire. That's Hot Genre Topics. Give it a follow on Instagram. The link to that is in the show notes. And that's all I got for you. Welcome to the basement. Elijah Bovin, welcome to the basement, man. It's been a while. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for, uh, I got to stop doing that. I got to stop being like, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. (laughs) Literally everybody that comes on this show, it's like, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, you're welcome. 
you're fucking welcome for coming on the show. Dude, <laughs> um, it's I don't even remember the last time I talked to you. Probably God, it's gotta be at least like eight years, I feel like, like actually talked. Uh yeah, I mean I've that wasn't like a springboard, but thank you. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about it, yeah. Um, what have you like what have you what have you been up to? It's um it's yeah, it's been like probably close to a decade since we've actually sat down. I, I had well, obviously I know Elijah for the audience. He first ever film I ever made that I uh talked about from time to time on this show. Uh he was in and there's some uh conversations we should have about it, but what have you been up to these days? Uh, really just working, um, pool store. So, you know, I'm a pool boy and I'm going to cosmetology school and yeah, just want to be a barber. I feel like it's pretty sick. I get to make people feel good about themselves. And, um, other than that, man, just TikTok and trying <laughs> to navigate things. No, TikTok is something I definitely want to touch on in a little bit. Cause that's one of the reasons why I reached out to you. I, I'm an old man now. Um, I'm not, but I, I was going to say, you're really not. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I talk TikTok with people, like, cause I started doing TikTok. Um, it, don't, don't check me out on TikTok. I was going to uh, say, I was going to ask for it. Um, we'll talk off mics, but, okay, <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. I just feel like such a, a dinosaur when it comes to TikTok and like, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but I know you're younger than me, but how much younger are you than me? Uh, I just turned 29. So, so you're not 30, that fucking 30, much yeah. younger than me. Oh my God. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> um, I, wow. I can't believe I just had you say your age on the show. That's okay. uh, no, um, like when I talk TikTok with people, I feel like I just feel like such an old man, like, uh, you know, oh, so let me get this straight. You just do dances to videos and people are like, no, fuck no. And you <laughs> have actually a cool TikTok page. I'm kind of want to tease it for later in the show. Um, being that I'm from Massachusetts myself, we're both from Massachusetts. Uh, I know you're still up there. And mm -hmm. I think you got the stereotype of mass holes down really well, but <laughs> I, yeah, man, <laughs> but I like, I didn't know you, when did you start, when did you decide to like, you wanted to cut hair and whatnot? And, you know, do you um, want to run a barbershop one day? Yeah. So I, first of all, I always love getting my hair cut. I always feel like I feel extremely good about myself. That's, that's when my, my self-esteem is the highest you after great I get hair, cut. by the way. What's that? You have great hair. I feel like Thank I you. always have thought you had great hair. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. I really do. Um, no, I was like, I wanted to when I was 18 and I was going to go to barber school and then I wanted to try acting and music. And then I was like, okay, I'll give myself until a certain age and then I'll get, you know, the, the second plan going. If that doesn't work out, if the first plan doesn't work out. And I don't know, I just never bet on myself until like last March when I got a job at a bank and I absolutely hated it. And I was like, this isn't it, man. So I just quit and enrolled in cosmetology school like that week. I'm excited. It's going nice, good. Dude. No, I, um, next time I'm home, if I need a haircut, I'll. Of course I got you. Get you. I mean, I feel like I like, I, I have not found a good barber. Well, actually I take that back. I think I'm kind of in a groove with one right now, mm -hmm. but, uh, in Florida, like I. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to find a barber that like is consistent with that. And like, 
loyalty is a real thing when it comes to that. Yeah. <laughs> like it takes one bad haircut and then you're just like, ah, do I trust it? Like but. when, like when my wife comes home with like, you know, if she had someone not do her hair, right. She like, mm-hmm. she doesn't have like an absolute meltdown and shit, but like, you know, how, you know, how ladies are, um, <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do. Yes. But like, um, I don't know. Like I'll always see like, you know, girls freaking out about how their hair and all oh, they did, they cut it too short. They took, I don't know. And like, I'm always just kind of like Man, big fucking deal. It's just your hair. But the flip side of that is maybe it's just cause I kind of have simple hair. I need a haircut right now, by the way, I know, but um, like someone's only fucked up my hair like two, three times, but when they have fucked it up, I throw a fit and I don't realize it. Like it's, it's for both men and women. They just, it is really important to have a good haircut. Um, I feel like I'm explaining the obvious, but no, but it's, it's true. It's true. Like I have to cut women's hair at school and oh, it is shit, man. So much like... more stressful because I was like, I really don't want to mess this woman's hair up because I feel like the majority of men that I've cut, like at school, they're just like, you know what? You mess it up and mess it up. It's fine. Like it grows back. Don't worry about it. And then yeah, like, like just shave it off. Fuck it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then it's like, okay, the amount of time and work and effort that goes into like maintaining long hair, which I never knew until I grew it out during like quarantine. I was like, okay, no, I understand now newfound, like understanding for this. And I, it just, it's so much more stressful, man. <laughs> it really is. Damn. Yeah. That's, that is officially the most we've talked about haircuts on, on the basement here. Let's go. Set a record. <laughs> I don't remember you being this funny. I'm sorry. That's uh, okay. <laughs> no, because it was 10 years ago this summer, past summer. By the time this airs, it'll be a little over than past 10 years. Uh, we were filming The Station, uh, the first feature film made on $2,000. I like to call it the $2,000 summer. That's a solid book title, man. I should write it. It really is. Write it. I fucking did. And then like my hard drive went out. <laughs> really? Um, I want to say about uh, like four or five years ago, I was, um, I don't know. I'd found that I was just losing my job at uh, NBC. I was just going through shit. And I was just like reminiscing a lot. And I got, like, you can't see it, but I got the movie poster right here. Still, I keep it up in my office. And um, I just like was reflecting on that time period. And I wrote like, literally from like the movie sets I worked on that were just shitty, whether they were like indies, I barely got paid on um, all the way up to like, you know, I'd go out to Boston and work on like mm. fucking grownups too, for a couple weeks. And That's then awesome. to like landing to like me and the producer, me and, me and Matt Bianchi sitting at TGI Fridays and going, okay, we're either doing this movie or this movie. And then I just wrote it all out, like this storyline and everything. You were in there too, man. Like, <laughs> and I think, and I think I, I'm pretty sure I finished it. And I mean, it was like 80 pages on a Google Doc, which if you stretch it out, that maybe would have been, it still would have been a small book, but Dude, still, it's a lot. <laughs> and then I think, but I, I didn't, I don't think I had a laptop at, did I? Fuck, maybe it was my own laptop, but my hard drive went to shit, and I just, it was gone. It was gone. And so there is a book that I wrote. And it's not a book. It's a, it's a PDF for Christ's sakes uh, called the $2,000 summer. That was about the making of that film that poof is gone. No shit. You got it's, it out of me. 
if you, I, if you could ever rage quit a computer, that that's what it is. That's like, I'd rage quit right there. That's awful. That sucks, man. Yeah. Like I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm more of a writer now. Like I, I, when it comes to like, you know, editing and whatnot, so like editors come on the show and they're like, they lose files and stuff. And like, mm-hmm. they talk about like nightmares of that. And I'm just like, Oh, cool. Well, I didn't save something after I wrote like 15 pages in a row. <laughs> and then I was like, well, I'm just never going to fucking do that again. Cause, like, <laughs> Cause I can't reenact that word for word. You came out, you came on for the station for about three or four scenes. Mm. Um, and I got you in the movie through your sister. How is your sister, by the way? <laughs> She's doing good. She's doing good. She's a mom now. Um, cool, dude. Good for yeah, her. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's our, uh, my nephew is two and almost two and a half and an absolute menace. But I love him. He's no, she's doing really good. She's married and has a kid. Um, and she's still like, you know, a vet tech. So she's she's killing it there. Yes. Probably not a good thing to say killing it there. She's she doesn't she's doing very, very well there. <laughs> she's saving it there. How's that? That's better. Oh, that's like <sighs> word vomit. That's the funniest, darkest humor ever to show up <laughs> on this podcast, man. Like cool that you're good man i'm happy you're here today uh (laughs) talking about never mind i'm not gonna take that joking farther you did great um but at the time she had like uh her and i um graduated high school together i'm talking to the audience right now but um uh we graduated high school together and uh she had like gone to film school or something i don't know i was literally just recruiting anybody who would talk to me and your sister paris was like hey uh you know, I'd love to chip in and help out. And I was like, well, you want to help me with casting? And um, she came on and pretty much was like the casting director. And we had a role of just like a pothead. <laughs> there it is. Which, I mean, I don't know if you are now, but at the time, no. I don't think you were. Oh, yeah. I, I've smoked maybe twice in my entire life. Wow. And with your hairdo? Like- <laughs> <laughs> I know, dude. Um, one of my teachers, my high school teacher used to call me stoner because I loved listening to Bob Marley and I would wear a Bob Marley shirt and I had the long hair and he's like, yeah, stoner over there. Every time I raised my hand, I was like, I don't, I don't smoke, sir, but we went to the <laughs> same we high school. What teacher was this? Mr. Parent. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking loved Mr. Parent. Dude, he was hilarious. Oh, I don't think he listens to the show. Not that I'm going to say anything bad about it, but I fucking <laughs> loved Mr. Parent. Dude, he's great. He, um, I forget who the kid was, but like he called him useless. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, um, I'm sorry for anybody who listens that didn't grow up in Northampton, Massachusetts, but cause we're just reminiscing, but there was this kid, it's escaping me who the fuck it was. It's going to bother me, but he would always be hanging out, you know, between classes in the hallway, you know, causing a ruckus, but he had Mr. Parent. He'd be in front of Mr. Parent's class. Class would start, and every time, because I was across the hall, I'd see him, and he'd be like, "Useless, come on, useless, let's go." <laughs> but then he called me. Uh, he called me broke back because I wore a cowboy hat in high school a few times. <laughs> it's kind of a joke that probably wouldn't go over well these days, but like, probably not. But <laughs> I didn't fucking like it. I hated when he called me broke back. <laughs> um, moving on, back to the station. Uh, yeah. So like your sister was on board helping me cast the thing. And we, I just remember we did auditions like three or four places. Um, one of which was 
did you come and read for us or did we just fucking i did no i i went to i believe it was springfield that was like almost right off the highway i feel like it was like it was in a warehouse wasn't yeah all right wait what kind of all right so we (laughs) i remember there being rugs there yeah i know exactly what you're talking about (laughs) there was um there's these this guy he was like a I, i don't even really i think he worked for like pbs but he like bought out studio space and rented it to people and I think because I didn't done an audition there before, I just like had him do me a favor. But um, yeah, because there was an audition at another spot that uh, me, your sister and the other producers were at. And it was like four walls. And I think the band, All That Remains, was like rehearsing downstairs. Mm-hmm. It was like the rehearsal space. And they were really fucking loud. And um, but anyway, back to your audition. Uh, you came in. I think your sister was just like... Um, Hey, uh, I know we're trying to fill this little role. Uh, can my brother come read? And I was like, sure. And I think I probably gave you the role like a couple of days later. You really reeked of being a stoner for not being a stoner. <laughs> I don't, I think the characters' names were Jake and Jeff. They were friends. Was, and I think big. the person we cast as Jeff is actually named Jeff, Jeff Linkowski, who has never been in a movie before or since the station. That's kind of how it was. Um, was that your first movie? Was that your first like? It was, yeah. It was everybody's first movie. It was mine. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I loved it. I loved it. Um, what was? I don't know. What did you love about it? Jesus Christ! This. <laughs> no, nah, just the atmosphere. I mean, honestly, like I know it sounds cheesy, but like it's a bunch of creative people, mm-hmm. and everyone I felt like came together just to create like your like vision you know what i mean yeah and i feel like that's just awesome i don't know it's just a bunch of people like expressing themselves and doing what they love to do and are passionate about yeah and i just that environment that kind of environment is just like unmatched no i i'm not paying him to say that uh, no i swear yeah (laughs) uh let me just open up venmo here like (laughs) (laughs) no like no that that that's cool just said that's cool you had a good time I, I knew it was like a small part and like i didn't want to think like we were just trying to like saying whoever would fucking read for it because like i don't think we had anybody read for it and you just and i was trying to figure out like things to do with you when you were on set because first of all i can't believe you're this talkative right now i you were really quiet on, i mean you were what like 19 i was 18 i i feel like it was because i was so much like just more shy than I am now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it was just because I didn't know anyone. Yeah. You know I mean? It usually takes like a minute to, to open up and then, and then I'm good. But yeah, no, I was, uh, and I vaguely remember Burger King milkshakes there or like smoothies for oh, some reason. My God. I think that was Lindsay. Um, I'll never forget that. I don't know why we were at the, <laughs> no, I, I know why I want to say it was, Cause we shot like every weekend for like a month and a half, which added up to like shot thing, like 12 or 14 days. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, it was everything that you just said. Like it was just people, it was just all of us coming together and nobody got paid on it. I, and it was just like, do you want to make a movie? Let's, let's go. And like, I mean, I can't do anything like that ever again. Like I, I have to work on something like, mm-hmm. you know, where people at least are getting a scale day rate or something. That's why I still haven't made a movie in a while. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, like, yeah. So like, 
craft services was literally like we had a debit card. I'd give it to someone and I'd be like, what does everybody want? And I think Lindsay, uh, Lindsay, I don't even know, Fishbine, Fishbine, Lindsay Fish. Oh, fuck, I'm, if she listens to this and realized I almost didn't pronounce her name right, she might get mad. Uh, but Lindsay was cool because she was like one of the guys. She she held her own and she was like done with her set, done with her her day, but she hung out. She wouldn't fucking leave. <laughs> and that was like a, something that happened a lot on set. Like people were done, but they would just hang out. And I didn't fucking care. I was like, whatever. But Lindsay, I think, just hopped in her Barbie convertible and drove to Burger King and bought everybody like tenders and um, milkshakes. I didn't have any. (laughs) You were working. You were working. Yeah. There was a day I didn't eat for, um, I think it was like a 12 hour day. I didn't eat. And um, that just happens. Anywho, um, there was one thing on the station though, that I thought was cool because, you know, it was, I had you in the drive-by insult scene. (laughs) I love that. Uh, I, I don't know if you actually did any insulting, but like I, I, that um, when we do the scene where you guys are all sitting there smoking pot or pretending to smoke pot, uh, John, Jeff, Tyler, Silva, and you, I was like, I got to get Elijah to do something. And somebody whispered in my ear, or maybe it was you that told me early on that you did a little rap. It was so bad. <laughs> I'll never forget it. I, I, tried to like do something about smoking weed and i just didn't smoke weed so i was like i don't know what to say but okay um so like if i can find the clip i'm gonna insert it right here <laughs> <laughs> i i definitely can't find the clip i'll see what i can do but um i think i just told well first of all i felt bad but i was just like dude like i like the kid like i gotta have him do something i can't just he's got like three lines in this scene like the guys are smoking weed, being obnoxious, and he's just kind of being the chill guy in the corner of the truck. And I was like, what if I just open with him rapping? And I just remember you, I think I said it to you, and I think you like just froze. And I was like, dude, but you f- fucking, I thought you know how to rap, man. And I think the line was like, I'm on that chronic on some something mm-hmm. like that. I mean, it was good, dude. It, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. You're being very nice. Um, no, dude, I, I specifically remember like it's about what you would expect someone to rap about in the back of a car and i feel like it just it wasn't like i i didn't know what to rap about (laughs) and it definitely showed you all right like i said um this was everybody's first movie Mm -hmm. um I seriously think that, yeah, it was everybody's first movie. So it was my first movie directing. So I can just picture me getting information going like, Hey, Elijah raps. And I'll just be like, Hey, you rap cameras on you. Let's go. Like, <laughs> fuck it. We got to enhance this scene a little bit. <laughs> um, it really was everybody's first movie. Um, I mean, John demon in that was he, I don't know why he's still not acting. I, I got to get John on this show now that I think I about it. Say, he was he was very, very compelling yeah. in everything. Like, dude, I, I remember watching him act and just, like, you couldn't look away. Yeah. Just because of how he, like, his delivery was perfect for, like, everything. I, I don't, I mean, I kind of 
get where it came from because him and I, he knew that story. He was like the first person to read that script. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I wrote it when I was 18. And then I think I finally showed it to him when I was like 21. And I remember I let him read it and he like picked me up one night in his pickup truck and he's got the binder and he's like, dude, I want to do it. Let's do it. And I was like, I don't know how to make a movie. He's like, me neither. (laughs) (laughs) And um, that was like three years before we ever shot it. So yeah, every is everybody's is Chris Roy's first movie. There's so many people that are in this movie that I don't think have done more films that need to fucking do more films. And um, yeah, well, let me just say here on the air. Thank you for being a part of it. Of course. 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, did you do any more acting after the station? I did. I did actually. Yeah. No, I um so I went to HCC. You owe me your career. <laughs> I went to HCC and I originally was gonna major in business and I'm horrible at math and I didn't realize how much math I had to take for that. And I failed algebra in high school twice. So like it wasn't looking good. So I was like, no, you know what? Fuck that. Like I'm gonna do theater. So I did communication and theater and media, like media and theater arts. And uh, I took a bunch of acting classes, which best, best classes I've ever taken in any education. Um, and then I ended up doing an independent film with a kid that I met in one of those classes. And it was called Whatever Happened to Nick and Walter. And it was like a student film for UMass. Why does it sound? I rem- Maybe you were promoting it or on facebook it definitely the title sounds so familiar i did yeah no i used to promote it a lot because it was originally he wanted to shoot it for a film festival and he missed the mark for like time frame and everything so he was going to do it as like a short film and then it was still too long and he couldn't cut it to the point because like we were done by that point and like the other kid went back to wherever he was you know like wherever he lived when he wasn't at school and um yeah it was like five kids total five people total and it was me and this kid jason who were the only two actors in it and it was like super weird and we just shot in like the basement of one of the buildings um i think it was butterfield or something like that Mm -hmm. and yeah no so we did that and then i want to say that was pretty much it oh (laughs) yeah no so it wasn't it wasn't a long it wasn't a long career um and then yeah i mean you know just here and there i would like make little like videos with like my friends and stuff like that but not not anything movie length which is unfortunate because i love acting it's so much fun and just a great way to like express yourself but did you uh do you still want to like get back into it oh 100 percent 100%. 100%. I like, I tell my girlfriend all the time, I was like, no, I really want to act. And she was like, okay, then like do it. And I was like, ah, I live too far away. I can't, I can't do it. And I just like, make where? Excuses, man, that's the thing. I think knowing that you're going to go into a casting room, you have to be really good with rejection because chances are you'll probably get a lot more rejection than you do like with yeah. actual offers, depending on what it is. And I, I think my self-esteem can't handle that sometimes if I'm being completely honest with you. Um, but I mean, yeah, no, I've always like wanted to keep doing it. It's just, 
it's hard to find time to travel out to like, you know, Boston and stuff like that, or like New York and like do casting calls to potentially not do stuff. No, I, all right. I feel you. So I want to say it was like a year after the station. Mm. Um, I like, I had that, that was such a weird time for me. Like we had the premiere on a Saturday night. You were at the premiere, right? I was, yeah. I brought AJ. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I was just making sure that was such a blur. Like everything was so oh, yeah. fast. Everything was so fucking that. fast that night. <laughs> oh my god. Um, and I remember like the next day, I was like, "So what? Do, what do I do? I've just devoted an entire year of my life to this thing. Like, dropped out of college." You know, I knew it wasn't good enough to make it to Sundance. I mean, like, I have no problem saying, like, it's a $2,000 movie that looks like a $2,000 movie. Um, But, like, the year after the station, like, I was just farting around. Like, I ended up, like, freelancing a little bit and here and there, actually a lot. But, like, you know, sometimes my mom would slide me $100. Like, Hmm. sucks to kind of admit that. Dude, no shame. No shame. Oh, I have shame, dude. (laughs) (laughs) like i have like a fucking game of thrones bloodline like you know i have to <laughs> like i don't even know what kind of comparison that was i don't know like i don't know but um uh i was so i started to like i wanted to get back into directing but i felt like i, I hadn't done anything in a while even though it only been like six months and so i went to like some sort of seminar it was a big film seminar in connecticut and someone said directors should also take acting classes and so like, I took a couple acting classes and I, I suck. Like so many people have been like, you should try acting. And I, and like, I was like, okay, you want to come see me try? It's not fucking cool at all. <laughs> They're like, oh dude, you look like, uh, you look like John Cusack or like, I can see that. All right. I get John Cusack, um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Not so much anymore. Jake Gyllenhaal is fucking handsome. I'm starting to look like. I can't keep up with a good diet anymore. Dude, all right. Jake Gyllenhaal's a millionaire. He's got money to keep. Yeah. Stuff and like he's not married with kids either. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he is, but, um, but uh, where was I going with all this? I look like such and such, but so many people are like, yeah, you should try acting. And I, I did, I gave it a shot. I took a couple acting classes and then I decided to go take a couple auditions. But my, my plan was, I'm not going to take an audition to really get the role. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take an audition to kind of just see what it's like on the other side almost. And I, and it wasn't the fact that I drove like out to North shore of Boston for some little indie that I'm pretty sure had no, wasn't paid or anything, mm-hmm. but it was the fact that I drove two and a half hours in the middle of the day to some sketchy, empty, like, <laughs> Like it makes me think of like what I did to people on the station. <laughs> like, they come to this warehouse in the middle of industrial Springfield. It's an indie man, but like, it's all but part like, of it. It's part of the experience. Kind of see it for, and then like, you just meet this guy just kind of sits down. He's like, all right, here, just read these lines. And I gave it my best. And I knew I wasn't getting the part the second I left. And to add into the fact that my car, like fucking overheated on like i-95 on the way back and i had to like call my dad and i was just like this is a sign like i'm just gonna stick to behind the camera or something like i i don't i don't think i i I don't think i'm meant to do anything like this 
Um, so I never acted again either, but uh, I never, I also never got a part, but um, well, that's cool. I think if the opportunity presents itself, you should take another swing at it. You got the face, man. Thank you. Thank You're you. multi-talented. Appreciate uh, it. I don't know what you can't do. You come on this show. I find out you're, you want to open a barber shop one day. I forgot to say this at the top of the show. My barber died on me. Dude, this, you're from Northampton. You remember the, in Florence, across from the station. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. So like right before I moved, he fucking just, he didn't die on me. Like he didn't. <laughs> I mean, it's still not good regardless. <laughs> That's mean. Um, but like, he was always just like, he was a big dude. And uh, like, he was like having health problems and he had to step down. I think he gave his business to his, um, to his daughter. And I uh, went in one day cause she was cutting my hair. Cause it was just like routine. All right. I'll have your daughter cut my hair. And he was like, yeah, my dad died. And I was like, and since then I haven't had a good barber. So uh, I don't know why I need to bring that up, but <laughs> I'm rambling. Oh, that's, that's rough. Yeah. That, dude, it's hard to like, I, I don't know how to respond when people say things like that, especially if you're in a situation like where you're just at their mercy and you're just like, okay, I'm just sitting in a chair here. I can't move. Otherwise they'll like, they'll like fuck it up. I feel like you know what I mean like yeah I know exactly wait do you mean a haircut or getting told someone died just in general just in general <laughs> with that no like I don't I don't know what to say and I get really awkward and when I'm in uncomfortable situations I tend to do the wrong thing which is smile or laugh because I don't that's just like the way that my body processes like news yeah. I'm just like I I specifically remember having to tell my mom that I was failing like not not flunking uh, i won't sugarcoat it i was flunking out of high school and i remember like going and showing her the report card and she was so pissed and i was just laughing because i was so uncomfortable because i had to do this and that was the wrong thing to do because she got more pissed yeah and i was just like dude i when someone tells me stuff like that i just have a horrible response <laughs> do you if I'm going too deep, uh, just let me know to pump the brakes. But do you like have anxiety and like, Oh, hundred percent. I lived at the nurse's office. Oh, wow. <laughs> like <laughs> elementary school to still, if there was still a nurse's office at my, at, at cosmetology school right now, I'd probably live in there. It's just yeah. like, yeah, I'm sorry. Panic it's, okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's part of who I am. And like, you know, you kind of got to embrace it. It's, if I didn't have anxiety, you'd be a completely different person. And I don't know if it'd be good or bad, but you know, it's part of what makes me who I am as like cheesy as that is. So yeah, cheesy, dude. Do you get a, I'm only, I'm only asking cause I'm in the same boat, but like, do you get panic attacks a lot? Oh yeah. Yeah. How do you manage? I, um, Prozac. <laughs> I get, yeah, that Ativan used to help a lot, man. Um, just knowing, like, I wouldn't actually need to take it. Just knowing that I had the option of, like, if I was really having a bad panic attack, I, yeah. I could take something to help me calm down. And just knowing that it was around, like, I'd be like, okay, you know, if I, if I have a panic attack here, I can kind of have, like, an out for a little bit just to, like, calm me down and, like, get my breathing going again, like, normal. Um, but other than that, man, just, like, tried doing yoga yoga was good i'm just inconsistent 
that helped a lot though. And then same thing with like meditation. Like I still do some meditation and like deep breathing. Um, that tends to help, but also like disassociating. <laughs> so yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't, I never even acknowledged I had like anxiety or panic attacks till maybe the last 10 years. And mm. I, I like, as I've gotten older, I actually managed really well. I have my moments mm. um, where just like this hyperventilating breathing. And it's not like, <gasps> but it's just like, I just kind of like take these like <sighs> big deep breaths you know, like my wife picks up on it too. So like, she knows when like, I'm, I kind of need like help chilling out, um, which is nice to have, but uh, it's important that you have someone that like, yeah, can see that when it's not so obvious. Yeah. I, uh, I, I don't know, like maybe, I don't know, like I never really was an anxious kid. So like, I don't know when the, like, did just like shit start creeping back into my life? Like in my mid twenties where, mm. um, like, I, I don't know if it's just like career choices that just make, would make me a little hyper and everything like working in network television, uh, wears you down and makes you think like everything you're, every choice you're making is wrong. And, and then you're underpaid on top of that. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I was going to say to you, I can imagine that's gotta be extremely high stress, which is not a, it's like a perfect cocktail for causing anxiety. <laughs> so yeah, I, all right. So I worked, get you caught up on my life a little bit. Um, I worked at Western mass news for mm -hmm. like a year and a half before I moved and, um, uh, best job for my resume. One of the worst jobs in my life. I'll say it on the air. I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> I don't think anybody there that I know is still there. <laughs> so, um, a local news affiliate, small market, uh, for anybody listening, but, um, dude, I, they just, I just got thrown to the wolves. Like, or maybe I didn't get really get thrown to the wolves, but like I get put on the overnight shift in master control mm -hmm. and you're by yourself. And if something goes wrong and like you go off the air, uh, it's, it's on you. You got to figure it out. And you don't even really know how to figure it out. <laughs> like, uh, it's just, you're working weird hours and it just fucks with you. And I, I think maybe it probably started around there. I just, mm. I mean, like I'm probably going to end up working in network television again. Like I didn't burn my bridges with NBC when I left, mm. but uh, cause you know, I'm going to pay the bills, but I was going to say, yeah, you're going to fuck up my anxiety again. <laughs> um, I don't know. But like, you're getting paid for it. So it's okay. You get paid for it. Um, you get a pizza party. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I remember, I think we got a bonus when I was at NBC um, when Matt Lauer got canceled because NBC was able to bank all this money off of his contract. So we got like an extra two grand. In our all right. So like all the people, so like, honestly, like fucking cancel culture is good one day. It's annoying the next, but that, that day, dude. I was fucking happy. Matt Lauer got canceled, man. <laughs> Loaded that month. Um, back to anxiety. Uh, no, that that's, I, I definitely, you said you did like yoga and shit and like mm. um, meds and whatnot. Like I almost came close to talking to a therapist at some point, but I never crossed that bridge. 
Um, I'm oh, I could I could tell you some stories about that <laughs> if you don't mind. Uh, yeah, no, I um, I think I started therapy when I was like seven. Mm-hmm. I want to say, and it started with like you know my parents getting divorced, and this is gonna get a little heavy, but like my my parents got divorced when I was like four, and mm-hmm. I remember I was like acting out in first and second grade, and you can ask my sister about that. <laughs> like I I was an asshole, um, but yeah, no, and I remember like going there and seeing like a therapist for like two weeks or three weeks and then like I'd find a new one because I like didn't like them same thing and it's been so consistently just like you really have to trust somebody yeah and then the last therapist that I had was like the first like first thing that he said to me and this is when I knew I liked him he was just like gotta be honest man there's a lot of shitty therapists out there and I was like yep all right I like you you can admit it it's like so, uh, it's like Matt Damon and Robin Williams in Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, like it, Matt Damon goes through like three therapists, a hypnotist where he ends up singing "Afternoon Delight," and they're like, "I can't fuck with this guy," and he sits down with Robin Williams, and they just like they clash, but like they gel. And yeah, no, I, in I silence. Think, yeah, like the older you get, too, like of like in medic medicine and talking to doctors and people that can look after you to better yourself and shit like therapists and whatnot. Like, yeah, you do have to be kind of picky with who you're sitting down and you're telling your deepest, darkest shit to like, we all can't afford to fucking talk to Oprah, man. Like, no, No, I mean, I wish I could, but I don't know how I feel about Oprah. (laughs) It's random. No, I just, I was watching clips of a comedian, uh, Bill Burr. Mm -hmm. And uh, he has this bit from like 10 years ago on Conan O'Brien when he's, this is so off topic, but he's talking about Oprah, like interviewing Lance Armstrong after he got busted for steroids and look it up. It's the funniest thing ever. Um, I will. I will look that up. Uh, yeah. Billboard on Conan O'Brien. Like just anything. I think Conan O'Brien, never mind. Just look it up. Um, <laughs> so like, obviously with things like, I mean, most artistic people, whether they're, going to cosmetology school, making movies, acting, doing music, whatever. Like, I feel like a lot of, a lot of them are like anxious people and whatnot. Like they all, or they all got like, we're either, we're either anxious or we got like deep, dark fucking demons. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not that dark of a person, but you know, whatever. I feel like, you know, a lot of people eventually end up using that energy to channel it into, um, their creative work and whatnot. And I know you were doing some music for a while and I caught a music video you did and I wanted to bring it to attention for the show. Mm-hmm. And I was just jotting down notes and stuff to what to talk to you about. You did a music video where you were just running. Yeah. And it's literally called I think panic. the caption. <laughs> yeah. I think the caption on the Instagram, you, you were mentioning about like, you know, anxiety and whatnot. And like, I just thought it was a cool video. Thank you. <laughs> Did you shoot that at the Eastworks? I did. I did in that alley. Fucking I actually, knew it. so I bought a car mount, like the cheapest one that I could find on Amazon, which wasn't smart because like the camera was kind of expensive. <laughs> a cheap mount with like, would you have a red? <laughs> oh, no, no. It was, um, it was expensive for me. Let me put it that way. So okay, I, it right. was a I Rebel. I think it was a T3. It's, it's been a while. But it was still like when I bought it, it was like eight hundred dollars or something like that, something that I couldn't afford and I needed like help with getting. Mm-hmm. So I did that, and then so I bought that and I like hit up my friend John who also makes music, 
and he's literally always down to like shoot music videos anything music related he's like let's fucking go let's do it and i was like all right so i was like okay here's what i want you to do i'm gonna mount this on the back of your honda civic and just fucking drive and i'll try and catch up to you and he was like what (laughs) and that's what we did man it took like there was two times we did twice because one time the camera started, like one of the suction cups, like popped off and like, like the see camera it started. happening. And I was like, running. Oh God, no, wait, wait, wait stop. <laughs> and then, so like when I'm out of breath in that video, I'm like really out of breath because I don't work out. I don't run. I hate running. Yeah. Like I'm out of shape. And by the end of that, I, it was just, yeah. And I, but it was all about how like I, you know, fight or flight mode basically. Yeah that's how I feel. Like if I'm like starting to get anxious, I can feel it. And then like my mind just takes off. So. Yeah. No, I, I get it. That was a, did was that like during COVID? It was right before it. Oh, okay. Because I remember I never throw up and I remember throwing up later that week. <laughs> and that's how I remember. Cause I know the exact date that I did it. Um, yeah, no, it, that was a, that was a cool video. It's on, well, I'll leave Instagram handles in the show notes, but uh, y'all should track it down. It's it's it was cool. You, I feel like during the pandemic, like most most people who have a creative outlet were just like putting stuff up there for people to see for obvious reasons. I felt like you were putting like a song out a week. I don't know if it was like that's an exaggeration, but I don't know. It was close. It was um yeah, like every month I would try to do something, and if I wasn't doing that, I would like order blank shoes and just paint shoes and i don't know why but like that it was just something to do but during like quarantine man, i was a nervous wreck and i needed something to like use as an outlet and that was probably like the most creative time as shitty of a time as it is or was yeah like i feel like i was probably most creative then just because i didn't have anything to do and i got to just work on music and stuff all day i just i remember like my wife had to go to work. She works in a hospital. So like there's some anxiety around that at that time. I mean, she was like a wait, she wasn't like the ER or anything, but like, um, and I, I had nothing to do like, and it was one of those things where, so at the time I had, um, the WWE streaming service. Awesome. Love it. No, you don't. Don't lie. Man. <laughs> no, dude. I, did you watch wrestling <laughs> growing up? I remember I wouldn't go to school because of panic attacks. And my mom was like, what would make you go to school and like stay there? Cause she had to pick me up like every other day. And I was like, I want that lunchbox with stone cold Steve Austin on the yes! rock. On it. And I had this plastic lunchbox and every day I would be like, okay, I get to use my like stone cold Steve Austin and the rock lunchbox. If I don't have a panic attack and it worked for about a week. And then like, you know, oh, but so I still cool. have the lunchbox, man. I kept that thing. I love it. That's sick, dude. Yeah, I, I grew up in the grew up in the WWF Attitude Era. Oh yeah, I when I was in sixth grade, um, this is so stupid. Uh, I wanted to be Stone Cold Steve Austin, like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> and so, like, there was like three or four friends um, I had in like the sixth grade who, for all I know, they were picking on me, but <laughs> like. <laughs> they would always throw stone cold quotes at me and like, they'd be like, Tyler, give me a hell. Yeah. And I'd be like, give me a hell. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, uh, and then like, I, I just like started flipping people off a lot. Like, and 
it's kind of fucked up because like this is how much of a wrestling geek i was i don't watch wrestling anymore mm-hmm. by the way um but like <laughs> i like the retro shit but i'm not mm-hmm. gonna sit here and turn this into a wrestling podcast because uh, there's a lot of them out there you can track down and <laughs> but i just yeah i'd start flipping people off and whatnot and this is the i'm screwing this up this is how much I knew about wrestling at the time. I was pretending I was Stone Cold Steve Austin, but Stone Cold had a neck injury at the time. So he wasn't even wrestling, but yet I still wanted to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> and it was, um, did you go to JFK middle school? For sixth grade. And then I left. Okay. I was there for the entirety of it. And in sixth grade at the all school party, I don't know if they had those when you were there. They did. I thought this was going to be one of those back in my day situations. No, no, you're only five it. years younger than me, but <laughs> um, like there was like my friends were hyping me up to just show up with like a shaved head and like jean shorts, a belt, and a tucked-in stone cold shirt. And like, so like I had my mom take me to Walmart. God, we are going off the rails tonight with other stuff, but it's making for a good episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh like I had my mom take me to Walmart and I saw like a stone cold shirt on it. Or I saw, 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 saw a stone cold shirt there. And it was just like a cartoon version of him, like walking down to the, to the ring. And it says like payback time. <laughs> and I was like that one, I want it. And it was like eight 99. Cause there wasn't inflation at the time. Um, so I had her buy me that I wore it to the old school party with a, um, shaved head and i had like these like cheap ass walmart like boots because stone cold wore boots and like people were like yeah austin's here yeah stone cold (laughs) tyler guys and i was like i was feeling myself and i was (laughs) as you should be um and so they were like yo go up on the stage behind the dj and we'll throw you some soda cans (laughs) i fucking went up there like on the steps if you remember what that cafeteria looked like i do unfortunately (laughs) i got up on the railing and like i had like two friends throw me like two cans of root beer and i was like (laughs) smashed them drank the root beer dude soda and like soda sticky as fuck so like there's all these like 11 12 year old girls out there my my wife's a year ahead of me she was probably in the seventh grade in the front row and saw this and that's gonna be my husband someday <laughs> and i just like chug these root beers and then i think like a, one of the science teachers like grabbed me and like like cut that shit out um where the fuck were we going without quarantine wwf streaming service <laughs> um first of all i just want to say i want that to be my morning pep talk what just just yeah stone cold <laughs> like I can just picture you doing that. And I, are there pictures? Because I want to oh, see one. There's not. No. May, I, at least not on my end. I don't know. Like, I'll try. You can't knock can someone it. with a passion, man. If you were passionate about it, you can't I knock fucking it. wanted to be Stone Cold Steve <laughs> with a passion, dude. Oh, my God. Um, so I was watching the streaming service during <laughs> quarantine. <laughs> and. This story is not going to top that story, man. But the bottom line is I, the bottom line. That's the bottom <laughs> line. Stone Cold it's still coming out. 
Oh my God. Cool story. Anyway, where I was going with all this, I literally was sitting on the couch watching all of the WrestleManias uh, from one WrestleMania one, 1985, where I don't even think some of them had entrance music. They just walked out to the ring to like the most recent one. Um, and I was bored. So I just started writing screenplays during COVID. Like, I mean, I write all the time, but I banged out like fucking like three feature length films. Oh, and shit. yeah, I mean, they, they probably need some rewrites. So I haven't revisited them since, <laughs> but I just like fucking went to town and I felt like everybody was just needed some sort of outlet. Cause like, I, I don't know about you, but like, I can't sit down and like, everybody was like, cool. I'm going to catch up on TV mm-hmm. shows. And I was like, that's cool for like three days. Yeah. Like I'm home with my daughter right now and like, I'll watch something. And I'll be like, fuck. Like I, I need to vacuum. <laughs> I can't, I, I'm not a binger. Are you a binger? Um, I can be. It really depends on the mood. During quarantine, I like binge watched The Sopranos in like a couple days, and then yes, <laughs> someone <laughs> so did that. Talk about The Sopranos. And then I was walking around my house, basically like I was just a mobster, and like I the, quarantine was a dark time. I bought overalls, but I also bought like an Adidas tracksuit, and like I was wearing that tracksuit everywhere. I loved that. I've always loved tracksuits, but like that just up the level up. I started wearing it. So it was like, you know, just unzipped to here. And like, I have a chain on. I'm just like, it was bad. I, uh, I bought a lot of graphic tees during quarantine. Um, and I've always liked graphic tees, mm-hmm. but like I've bought a lot of, I bought like a lot of like alternative, well, not alternative, but like, I mean, I love horror movies and, but like other people who like horror movies are always rocking like horror movie graphic tees and whatnot and so i was like well i want to do that so i fucking bought like a friday the 13th jason takes manhattan graphic tee with like and it wasn't even like the american poster it was like on it it was like all in like cantonese or something Mm -hmm. like chinese and and i fucking love it and like so the thing is is like a lot of like when family sees me and i'm walking around wearing like a shirt of like an Akira Kurosawa movie. They're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, it's Seven Samurai. You don't like, you never heard of Seven Samurai? And like, you know, my mom's like, no. And I'm like, mom, like, literally, like, Seven Samurai is, I don't know if you know what Seven Samurai is. I'm not going to, I'm not, oh, you don't. I don't. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> some people come on the show and they're cinephiles. Some are just, they're not. I was going to say, no, okay. the respect level for, for me just went, Woo! <laughs> no 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 you're fine but um yeah i just bought a lot of graphic tees uh i almost bought one you ever seen hereditary yes yes you it was it's literally just a shot of spoiler alert if you haven't seen hereditary scroll ahead 30 seconds it's literally just a that one shot of the daughter's head on the ground <laughs> it says hereditary and All i was right. like yes <laughs> I was like, shit's getting dark, man. And I was <laughs> like, I can't buy this. And like, whenever I see my family again, I can't just show up rocking that. It'd be like, ah, what the fuck? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but uh, one of the things, like I said, the top of the show, why I wanted to bring you here. Um, you have just been killing it on TikTok, my friend. Um, it's super weird. <laughs> yeah, a compliment or that you're doing good on tiktok 
no no it's just like it's really weird you have to find a niche and like i i don't know i don't know i never thought like growing up how like massachusetts things really like yeah (laughs) i don't know i'll like talk to people and they're not from like around like where we grew up and stuff and they'll just be like what the fuck are you talking about (laughs) like oh i guess that's just me okay no, it's it's true. I was on a um, I was on a sh- I was on a set uh, like a film that went to like Lifetime original, mm-hmm. but um, it was filming in Boston, and there were like people flying in from California, and they're walking around doing the Boston accent to me like, "Hey, we're in Boston. We're in Boston. <laughs> it's so fun being in Boston." I'm like, "It's it's that's not how you that's it's, not how you talk." <laughs> And then they're just like, and I was just like, look, I'm not from Boston. I don't have the accent. And they're like, yeah, you do. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I, I don't have an accent. And they go, okay, you might not be from Boston, but you sound like you're from this part of the country. And that's yeah. when it hit me. Like, I sometimes can't hear it. It's weird. It's certain words. It is. And yeah. Like, again, like, I don't really have a Boston accent. Like, I hype it up because that's what did better. And Western now, mass people don't have the accent, but like, I feel like when we get passionate. Yeah. Like if when, I get pissed, it's coming out. Oh, like when happening. I'm watching, when I'm watching the Patriots game and something bad happens, I'm just like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> it's that it's, it's sports, sports related. It is. It's sports. But no, if like someone comes up to me and is like, dude, are you that dude from TikTok? And I was like, you yeah, it, it happens like a decent amount, surprisingly. And it's really weird. And they just be like, dude, what are you doing here? And I was like, oh, I live down the street. And they're just like, wait, what? And they're like, where's your accent? I thought you'd have the accent. I was like, no, no, I don't. And they're just like, oh. And they're super fucking disappointed. And I was like, I, I kind of shot myself in the foot because, you know, if I don't talk with the accent, but like I say things like hot. Every time I say hot, people think that I'm trying to say hard, but like in a Boston accent. Yeah. I'm not. That's literally just how I've said it. And like, I get shit for it on TikTok all the time. If I say hot, Have you, like, you're trying too hard. You're trying too hard. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, basically. But I'm just like, I don't know how, how else am I supposed to say it? Like hot? Like I'm not, no one talks like that. I think like what, like everybody likes to say how, all right, we should, before we jump too far ahead here. Yeah, sorry. Um, we should specify that your TikTok is basically you're doing stereotypical massachusetts things or mm-hmm. greater new england things i should say i don't know but pretty much yeah. you stick to like mass holes for the most that's, part i that's mean what they call us massachusetts people or mass holes it's uh yeah no i i've like not really branched off because it's really not that much of a branch off but like i do like a lot of new england stuff because a wider audience um and honestly like rhode island and connecticut and vermont new hampshire like they're not that and Maine, obviously, I always forget one Maine. of them. Maine, oh, <laughs> one of them. Maine's like, a different breed. Yeah, no, that's they are. I mean, my that's f- cold blooded, honestly. <laughs> like, like I they, dude. That. They, that's why, like, dude. You ever notice you don't meet? I don't know. I don't know where you've traveled to in the country, mm-hmm. but like, you ever notice you don't meet people from Maine anywhere else because they all fucking stay in Maine. I was gonna say they don't go leave. Anywhere. They just really don't leave. I met a guy in Florida. He's like an 80 year old guy, typical, like, you know, New Englander who went to Florida mm-hmm. and, you know, and he calls it Florida and <laughs> we're going to Florida, <laughs> but like he, he's from, uh, he's from Kenny Bunkport. 
Okay, yeah. I just said I just sounded that out to not sound like I'm from New England. Kenny Bunkport. (laughs) But anybody from you know east of Worcester, you know, or if they're related to the fucking Kennedys. See, it's starting to come out. I'm saying fucking a lot. That's what New England people that we we fucking there it is again. We we bridge two thoughts together with fucking. um, It's true. That could be. I don't know. Um, But he calls it Kenny Bunkport. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, I'm traveling up to Kenny Bunkport this week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, like. Yeah, Maine people are a different breed. That's what I was getting at. I mean, they fucking, they're practically Canadian too. But Yeah, no, it's, I remember going, I went up there. I've only been up to Maine like a few times. And one of them was like probably mid-July. And there was a fucking hypothermia warning for the ocean. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I don't want to go anywhere that if I want to swim, my legs are going to freeze. It's like, so cold. Like, like dude, Hampton Beach, like Hampton Beach is cold. All right. Hampton but Beach like, is usually a rager too. Like, but, <laughs> I haven't been up there since I was a teenager, but yeah, no, <laughs> a, lot of, I, uh, a lot of shit in Hampton Beach. I went up to Hampton Beach for my birthday one year, and I was, I was single at the time, and I'm only specifying because, like, I think the person who I was kind of sharing my birthday with was there with her boyfriend, and we were all friends, but like. Mm-hmm. We all needed to leave the hotel room for the two of them to be private. If you get what I'm getting at, I gotcha. Um, so like everybody kind of separated. And honestly, like I just started like walking that beach by myself, and like Hampton Beach is like fucking party central for people from Boston who didn't decide to go to Cape Cod. It's for like elite people go to Cape Cod. Um, if you don't want to wait in traffic for like yeah, four like, hours, like, just go to fucking Hampton Beach. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest place in the world, but it's a party. They have oh, arcades. It's cool. It's honestly like going to Florida, honestly. Um, but I'm walking the beach and everything. And like uh, this, this kid who was with us comes over to me, starts hanging out. And um, we're just walking the beach, yada, yada, yada. And then we see like this couple and he's, he's got, he's got a cigarette, but he's got a light. We see this couple on the beach rolling around and they're making out and everything. And like, he's just like, Oh, hold on. I'm going to ask these people if they got a light. And I was like, no, nah, man, I think you should leave them alone. And he's like, no, no, I, I really, I, I'm, 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 I'm jonesing right now. I'm fiending. And he's just like, Hey man, you got a light. And like, I'm, I took a good look at these two people and I was like, nah, man, they're having sex right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it seems about right. <laughs> it was nighttime, but like it's out in the open on, on the beach. Um, yeah, no, but your TikTok is really good. It's thank you. Uh, it, it's definitely, I notice in every video or pretty much almost every video, you have a large ice latte from Duncan. Yeah. Dude, coffee, medium ice regular. Know. That's three creams, three sugars. So how is Duncan up North? Cause down here, um, it's just another fast food joint. I was going to say everyone's got like a prime Duncan. Mm-hmm. So when I go like, home. It's East Hampton by um, that McDonald's like Bach Plaza. Yep. Yep. That's yeah. That's, that's mine. Honestly. Like I, that's the one that just, they always make it right. Yeah. Super friendly, just like great all around. Like basically think of like the ideal, ideal Duncan and that's what it is. Yeah. Like there's people working hard. Um, Mm. I don't know. I just, so I didn't start drinking coffee till like after I moved down here. Yeah. And I remember how it all started. Um, 
I was working an odd job at UPS loading trucks. Mm. Right now I look like I load trucks. I don't load trucks anymore. <laughs> I have a beard and like, I'm kind of scraggly tonight. Cause I've just been in my PJs playing with my daughter all day, but <laughs> that sounds like a solid day. It actually was. It was just yeah. a fucking awesome day. Um, fucking awesome day. I was just thinking <laughs> wicked fucking awesome day. <laughs> I do say wicked a lot and I like, don't think that I am, but it, yeah, no, that's, that's one of the words that comes out a lot. <laughs> Um, but I, I got introduced to like ice latte and it helped me like work really fast one night at work. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is fucking awesome. So like for three years straight, I went to Dunkin' and got an ice latte, like a fucking large one Yeah. every day. And then just, I don't know, they just started really, it's, it just, it's, I don't know. Dunkin's just better where it's from. I mean, it's donks dude. It's gotta love it. Dunks. Like no, it just sucks everywhere else. They're showing up in California now. Nobody knows what to mm-hmm. fucking do with it. Like, <laughs> you want me to have this jelly donut? Like, no, man. <laughs> I um, yeah, no, it's it's. I started drinking it in college when I went to HCC because yeah. I never woke up like earlier than probably like eleven. And then I took classes like thinking like, okay, I'm gonna be a productive member of society. I got this. I didn't do good in high school. I'm going to do good here. And I started going to school. Like I picked the earliest classes that I could. And I was like, I'm fucking exhausted. After like two days, I was like, this is horrible, but I can't drop the class. So I just like started going to coffee, like get coffees from there. And then like recently I did the math of like how much I've spent. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. All right. Probably, probably calm down a little bit, but yeah. It's just, I look forward to it in the morning as sad as that is, man. I like go to sleep and I was like, all right, I get my iced coffee tomorrow. <laughs> like, I remember those. Oh my God. I, I used to work night shifts and on my, and I'd go in like eight to four 30 in the morning and I'd swing by a Dunkin' and they started to know me and expect me every night around seven mm-hmm. o'clock. And I'm like, give me an iced latte. And they're like, this guy's fucking crazy. A large one. <laughs> I'm like, I'm fucking going to be up till five in the morning. All right. So it was, it was that that was a good one down here. It was that doesn't really matter. But um, correct me if I'm wrong, and uh, this be the last thing before we call it a call it an episode here. But uh, didn't Duncan like share one of your TikToks? I swear, like so, something happened, and I was like, oh shit, that's Elijah. I like uh yeah no I like I worked with them. Um, nice. Dude. So someone commented i never used to get it before i started watching your tiktoks and now me and my wife get it every day i hate you (laughs) and like so i responded to it and i was like dunks i'm out here recruiting people like it's about like come on sponsor me and they ended up they didn't sponsor me but like i worked with them for a couple videos and i just remember like they sent me a box and you can see it like on my tiktok and it was like this plastic box and just said Duncan on it. And there was a balloon filled with fucking confetti and I popped it in my car and like, it was one of their ads too. So like they did that. But then if you go on their TikTok, you'll see like three of the videos that I did for them. Um, and that was probably just one of the more surreal things. That's like, it, it was weird. Cause I was like, damn, like they acknowledged me. <laughs> like they, <laughs> This is my peak right here. So that's it was nice. Peak, dude should keep but, going. yeah no it was sick it was really it was really cool just i didn't get free coffee or anything though that was uh 
Did you get a would have helped with the bill a little bit? <laughs> didn't didn't realize how much I spent until I did the math. And yeah, no, I should have just been like free coffee for like a year. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool, man. Damn, that's like you should probably try to uh I don't know, try to target like every I'm not telling you what to do, do whatever the fuck no, you want good. to do. But just an idea I had right now. You should try to target like every big brand in um like Oh, you're working so on I am, I am working with D'Angelo's and Papa Gino's right now. Get yeah. the fuck out. That's yeah, dude. So no, awesome. by the time this airs, Papa I think it'll be still around, but... <laughs> there. There's already a video out. I put a video out yesterday, but it's like I think I saw that one. Yeah. No, dude, I'm like super excited about it because I love D'Angelo's. So yeah, their steak and cheese is fire. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Dang, no, that I'm is definitely yeah, trying to target you... target New England brands for sure. Papa Gino's, D'Angelo's, fuck it, go. I see you're rocking a Jason Tatum jersey in some of the videos. Go yeah. go after the Celtics. I've, I've tried. I've tried. They I mean, I'm sure they're fucking. They're really hard. <laughs> <laughs> like it's the Boston Celtics. Like even though the Patriots don't have Tom Brady anymore, like you're still not gonna probably get that. I mean, you. I, I shouldn't say that. Like it, they're gonna be hard. No, no, I know. It's a whole different, whole different ball game. No pun intended. But like, it's yeah, dude. It's I've been trying to get the Celtics to acknowledge me for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, good luck with that, my friend. Um, I'm going to need it. Yeah. And uh, all I got to say is thank you for coming by. Dude, thanks for having me. It was good catching up. Fucking, fucking really good fucking catching up. And Wicked shit. fucking good, bud. Um, I know we went well. I mean, obviously you said you're, you're looking forward to cutting some hair soon, but usually this is the part of the show where I say, do you have anything to plug coming down the road? Now is your chance, but I, I don't know. Do you? If you need a haircut, let me know. That, <laughs> that's the plug. <laughs> Where can we maybe find you in these Dunkin' Donuts, D'Angelo's, Papaginos, Boston Celtics TikTok videos? Um, we can find you on TikTok, but like, yeah. Where can we no, find so you? So just I my know. name with an underscore in between. So E L I J A H underscore B O I V I N. Um, I tried to keep it as simple, but Elijah Bovin was just taken. And I was like, wow, okay. There's another, another Elijah Bovin floating out there somewhere. But, um, and then same thing with Instagram, just Elijah Bovin and then music at the end. So Elijah Bovin music. Um, Sick, yeah. dude. All right, man. Well, thank you for coming by the show. Yeah, thank you. I already said that again. Here we go. It, I was going to say, it's, it's starting again come full circle all right you guys know the routine uh go track down his videos uh check them out blah 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 blah. that was mean (laughs) (laughs) i knew it i know i know and uh thanks for fucking coming by the basement motherfuckers